Welcome to the Way of Crypto podcast, your best daily news source covering everything happening in the crypto and Bitcoin space every single weekday morning. We go over market news, price action, and of course, all the drama happening in crypto every single day. If you want to support the show, you can find us on Patreon and do that as a general supporter at three bucks a month. Or if you want to take it up a notch, you can contribute to the show with 10 bucks a month. This allows you to not only contribute to the show financially, but also with show content as well as it enables you to ask any question you want, hopefully about crypto. But if not, I'm probably going to answer it anyway. And we'll go over all those answers every single Friday. However, the best way to support the show is simply to subscribe and give us a review on your favorite podcast listening platform. You can do this on Spotify and Apple and all your favorite podcast listening platforms. Subscribe, give us a review. That's the best way to support the show. Finally, if you want to take your keys into your own hands, you can purchase a Ledger device through the link in the description. This ensures you're purchasing the device through the Ledger website and it has not been tampered with by a third party like what can happen if you purchase through Amazon or eBay or a third party seller. You never know if your device has been tampered with. Uh, so use the link in the description. It ensures you're purchasing through Ledger and also 10% of that purchase will go to support the way of crypto at no extra cost to you. If you want to reach out to me on social media, you can find me on Twitter at Way of Cryptocast, on TikTok at Way of Crypto. But the best way is to go to the website www.thewayofcrypto.com. There's an email link there. You can fill it out. Let me know your questions, comments, and concerns, and I'll get back to you. There's also an RSS link on the website if you run your own podcast server and you want to subscribe through that RSS link. You can do that. Let's get into the news. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Way of Crypto podcast. We got lots of news to go over today. Markets are looking okay, I guess. Uh, we are fairly neutral. Uh, there's a little bit of green going on, and we'll get into that uh, and more in just a little bit. Lots of stories to go over today. Uh, fun fact, Bitcoin was $10 10 years ago today. Uh, so mark that in your calendar and uh, zoom out when uh, you think about Bitcoin's price a little bit. Terra Luna Classic is uh, pumping like crazy. I'm not going to talk about that much in the uh, news itself, just because literally that coin is, uh, at this point, it is a Ponzi scheme. Yes, there is uh, some money to be made in it. However, I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole right now, uh, right after this pump. Don't know what that's all about, and I don't think anyone does. Uh, anyone else does either. It's not offering any utility. I think I heard that uh, they're introducing some kind of burn or something like that. But essentially, uh, if it's getting receiving pumps from uh, a token burn, essentially at this point now it's just a meme coin, anyways, uh, and literally just a Ponzi scheme without any utility whatsoever. Uh, anyways, we're gonna get into. More news stories right after market info. Fear and greed index is currently sitting at a 25. It's coming off yesterday's recent low at a 20. I think that's about the lowest I've seen it in a little over a month, maybe even little, maybe two months. It's been uh, it's been a little while since we've uh, hit a 20 uh, and gone under that. So we're back up to a 25 in market sentiment. Last week, 27. Last month, 34, and market prices, Bitcoin currently sitting at $20,037. It's pretty flat on the 24, uh, and then down about 6% still on the seven-day Ethereum's at 1586, up almost 2% on the 24, 
down 3% on the seven day. BNB is at uh, $278.17 flat on the 24, down 5% on the seven day. XRP is at 32 cents. Cardano is at 45 cents. Solana is at 31.44. Dogecoin, six cents. Polkadot, $7.23. Matic at 89 cents. Uh, Shiba is flat and down 9% on the 24. Tron's at six cents. AVAX, 19 bucks and seven cents. Uh, Unos Celio is at $5.36, down about 7% on the 24. Ethereum Classic is at $32.42 flat on the 24, and down about 10% on the seven day here. Uh, let's see what we have. Just a quick little scan here for big movers. Litecoin. Uh, Matic is up 6%. I think that's going to be your big mover for today. Yes, it is. Yep. So we got Matic up 6% on the 24 hour. That is the biggest mover in the top 30 tokens or so. Uh, and then when we look outside of that, oh, you know what? Where is um, Terra Luna Classic? Let's have a look at that. I'm going to put this on pause for a sec and do a little search. One moment. A few minutes for me and merely seconds for you. I'm back here. Terra Classic is down 20% on the 24 hour. I haven't been following it at all. It's it's uh, rated like 192, I think, out of the uh, on coin market cap. It's listed at, oh no, 208 is its ranking number. So I don't hit it and follow the price action at all, uh, to be honest. Uh, however, I came across a few articles saying it just experienced a massive pump over the last little bit. I remember seeing, seeing it yesterday when we were reading the market news on uh, the trending tokens. I think it was up like 60% yesterday, and uh, now it's down 20% on the 24-hour. So, uh, yeah, I would just kind of stay away from this one at the moment. It really does have an, uh, doesn't offer any utility whatsoever. And, uh, yeah, there's a token burn, so what? That's a meme coin, essentially, at this point. And uh, literally a Ponzi scheme if people are putting money into it because there's going to be less tokens. That's all it offers to you. So uh, just think before you put your cash in those kind of tokens and you're supporting these projects that have failed, I guess, and shown themselves to be um, not, I wouldn't say, use the word unmoral because we're talking about markets and money and all that kind of stuff. Uh, however, just not good projects uh, represented by not good people like Duquan uh, may not be that good of a person after we find out everything that's uh, when everything comes to light over that whole Terra Luna Foundation debacle in the early September that brought down the entire crypto market here. I think we may uh, find out that Duquan maybe isn't such a good person after all, but innocent until proven guilty, right? So let's move on into the news of the day bitcoin squeeze to 23k still open as crypto market cap holds key support everyone is expecting bitcoin to move down uh, in price what happens when everyone thinks bitcoin is going to move one direction it moves the other direction so let's dig into this a little bit traders i 20,700 short squeeze trigger data from coin telegraph markets pro and trading view showed bitcoin usd recovering from another dip below the 20,000 mark on the day. Yeah, so it's been bouncing uh, pretty well above 20,000 now for 24 hours, I, I believe, as far as I've been noticing anyway. Uh, anyways, back to the article here. Continuing rebound behavior. The pair gave little insight into which direction the next breakout could be. That's true. With opinions differing on the surrounding environment, amid downside pressure on risk assets and strong U.S. dollar, 
Over consensus appeared to favor long-term weakness. Also, if you look at the month of September, traditionally bearish for uh, all markets. There's uh, a lot of signs that Bitcoin is going to just continue moving down. However, uh, these off, all these signs are pointing one way. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens here, but uh, I'm kind of going to go against the popular belief and uh, I think September may be a green month here. I can't see Bitcoin this predictable and are people thinking Bitcoin is this predictable and that actually playing out in their favor. I don't see it here, uh, but time will tell. Popular crypto trader, capo of crypto. However, uh, he is saying there's reason to believe that a relief bounce could enter first thanks to the majority of the market expecting immediate losses to continue. A short squeeze of positions could hit, pushing a spot price out of its multi-day trading range to target as much as 23,000. Uh, main bearish TL broken. Bullish confirmation for the short squeeze would be a break of the 20,700 to 20,800 resistance at this point. After this, we should see 22,500 to 2,300, he told his Twitter followers on the day. Invalidation for the short squeeze idea would be to break 19,500. And main confirmation would be a clean break of 19,000. Those are the ranges to watch. Bitcoin circled 23,100 at the time of this writing. That's where it's hanging out right now, 20,025. It's really been, it's uh, in a very small range the last 24 hours. Uh, really hang around that $20,000 mark for most of the 24 hours that I've been watching. Okay, that's enough market news. Let's move into the real news. 62% of wallets did not sell Bitcoin for a year amid the bear market. Keep in mind that uh, this is tracking Bitcoin that has moved wallets, not Bitcoin that has sold. So there's probably a very uh, much higher percentage, very much higher than 62. I don't know if that's very good English, but uh, the percentage is going to be higher than 62% of Bitcoin that has not been sold. This tracks movement of wallets, and that's it. Let's dig into the article here. It's from Cointelegraph. Majority of traders have held Bitcoin for one year and above. 32% held for Bitcoin one month, up to a year, and 6% have held less than a month. Data reveals. So, you know, like just looking at these, what it shows to me is retail is out of the market completely almost. Uh, so thank you for listening if you're out there listening because there are not many of you left. Despite the uncertainties brought about by the bear market, on-chain metrics show the majority of Bitcoin traders have been using a very simple trading strategy for more than a year, and that's hodling. I think a lot of that stems down to a lot of people were expecting Bitcoin to break that 100K last, uh, last winter time. And it didn't. And you bought high, so now you got to hold because uh, selling at a loss makes no sense. You might as well hold on a little longer if you don't need the cash anyway and uh, sell it at a higher price than it is, especially right now. According to data from trading analysis platform, tip ranks while on-chain signals remain bearish for Bitcoin. 62% of wallets have held Bitcoin for one year and above. On the other hand, 32% of wallets have shown to have held for a month up to a year. Lastly, those who have held, been holding for less than a month are only 6%. Apart from holding the site, also showed its analysis of profitability in holding Bitcoin. According to data, among the current holders, 40% are in profit, while the same amount of holders are in losses. Uh, yeah, so we're split half and half down the middle. 50% of Bitcoin holders at this moment in time are in profit. 50% are in losses. 
Um, which one are you? Probably, if you're retail, probably in losses this year. The data also highlighted that remaining 4% are neither in profit nor in loss. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of people probably bought this summertime around that $20,000 mark. While Bitcoin's price has experienced several dips as of late, almost a quarter of the circulating supply stayed in wallets. Yeah, so lessons to be learned here is, uh, I wouldn't say lessons, actually, um, but the interesting facts here are is that no one's... No one left is selling. So the people that have held uh, held their Bitcoin through this market are holding it. Uh, most of the Bitcoin hasn't even moved. So you're not even moving that onto different yield generation platforms or into DeFi protocols or whatever. Uh, everyone, the majority of people holding Bitcoin at this moment in time are holding it probably in a cold wallet and uh, it's just sitting there. And that's what... Uh, that's a good, you know, that's a not a bad strategy, I think, and probably actually the best strategy and just slowly adding to those bags with a uh, monthly, weekly, whatever your timeline is, DCA. So just holding on to those bags uh, of Bitcoin and slowly but surely DCA, DCAing into them on regular schedule, scheduled intervals, not financial advice, of course. However, uh, this strategy has been correct in the past and may be correct in the future as well. Non-financial advice, of course. Next story, Celsius files to open withdrawals for a minority of customers. So we talked about this a little bit yesterday, how a group of purely custodial customers, uh, they were using Celsius essentially to keep their tokens safe. They didn't want to pick their own keys. Uh, so they were using Celsius as a custodian. Celsius in turn was not supposed to anyway. I don't know if they actually have or not. It doesn't get into that. Uh, they're not supposed to put their money in any yield generation or put their tokens or uh, coins or tokens in any kind of yield generation or uh, any kind of investment. They were merely just uh, taking custody of those tokens. That group of customers opened up a lawsuit yesterday. And then uh, there's a little bit more news on this today. And Celsius has actually filed a motion of $500 million worth of a total of $225 million held in a custody program uh, and withheld accounts to be released to owners. So Celsius is pushing for this as well. Um, yeah, so fair? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really sure. So uh, these people did not think they were taking any risk whatsoever. Uh, so they had no, they were not receiving any yield on their tokens that were in the Celsius platform. They were not borrowing against their tokens that were in the Celsius platform. They were merely using Celsius as a custodian. Uh, I kind of feel that it makes sense to pay these people out first. They weren't receiving anything back for any risk they were taking. Uh, I think it makes sense to pay them out and uh, get them paid off here and cut loose and then take care of us yield generating uh, DGENs later. Beleaguered crypto lender Celsius Network has filed a motion with the United States Bankruptcy Court yesterday to allow customers with digital assets held in certain accounts to be withdrawn. These certain accounts are those custodian only accounts. Um, yeah, I'm just going to talk about that in the article here. There's a catch, however, as the motion will only apply to custody and withhold accounts and for custodied assets worth $7,575 or less in value. Okay, I didn't know that. Celsius has structured their custody and withhold accounts, which essentially serve edge storage wallets in a way that still enables users to maintain legal ownership of cryptocurrency. The ownership, however, is not extended to assets held in accounts that offer annual crypto earnings. Yeah, so it, this offer 
doesn't extend if you had an account that you were earning yield on or that you were borrowing against and uh, borrowing against with a loan. So a little bit of news, some customers getting paid off that held their money into Celsius. Uh, I think it makes sense. I never even, I didn't know people would use Celsius as a custodian. I don't understand that whole uh, train of thought. It just takes away all the power you get from crypto, especially as a retail investor, because these accounts are, the ones they're paying off um, without any penalties have less than $8,000 in them. So uh, you're going to be a retail investor with that kind of cash, uh, that small amount of cash, I guess, like uh, small is um, relative, right? But you are sure as hell not an institutional investor holding $8,000 on a crypto custodial platform. And I don't understand why a retail investor would use uh, any kind of custodian other than themselves. Just take the time and effort to look into cold wallets Take your keys into your own possession and uh, you're secure for life at that point. You're learning a life skill as well. Once you take your keys, once you purchase a ledger or a um, Trezor, cold card, Arculus, any of those devices, you are learning a life skill that will be invaluable for the rest of uh, rest of your life. And you can teach others, your family members, friends as well, and how to use these devices. Take their own keys into their own coins and then you don't have to worry about a custodian. And them going bankrupt, like what happened with Celsius. You'll never have to worry about that again once you figure out how to take your keys into your own possession. And then it's all on you now for the rest of time, the rest of time that you're on the earth. Uh, some Tether news here. Tether requests Roche Friedman to be booted from the class action. This follows the crypto leaks story. Uh, bit Finex and Tether's legal representatives also want the law firm to return or destroy all defendant-issued documents and confirm they haven't been shared. So Tether issued, Tether or USDT issuer Tether wants law firm Roche Friedman terminated as counsel from the Bitfinex and Tether class action lawsuit following a motion from Kyle Roach to be removed as counsel in the case. This is on the tails, of course, of the crypto... Oh, man, I forget the website right now. CryptoLeaks. There we go. CryptoLeaks.info uh, leaks that have caught Kyle Roche on camera uh, telling or boasting to an unknown person about how he has uh, used litigation and lawsuits to suppress competitors of Ava Labs. Ava Labs. Uh, so if you haven't heard of this story, have a look at or have a listen, I guess, uh, to our last two days podcast so it'd be thursday and wednesday thursday uh, where we've discussed these in detail uh, however this is the updated story tether wants roche gone and wants uh this lawyer uh wants this lawyer gone here in a wednesday court ordered request by elliot greenfield of deb Bois and plipton llp the law firm representing tether and biffinex uh, requested that Roche's law firm be removed from the case entirely and to clarify that they've returned or destroyed all defendant-issued documents and have not shared them with any third party. So I think a lot of people that were being sued uh, by this firm are seeing this as a, a unique opportunity to get out of this lawsuit. Makes sense to me here as well. The requests follow shortly after Roche submitted a notice of motion to withdraw from Tether's class action lawsuit amid ongoing fallout from a recent CryptoLeaks expose. It's like the WikiLeaks of crypto, CryptoLeaks.info, which alleged the United States lawyer had a secret plan to harm 
Ava Labs competitors in exchange for Ava Labs tokens and Ava Labs equity. That's the gist of it. So if you're just hearing this story now, I'm kind of glad that covered it because uh, the gist of this article is Ava Labs hired these lawyers to do harm to their competitors in exchange for equity and tokens in Ava Labs. And uh, not just competitors, it should be token, but noted, but uh, tokens that are non-competitors as well. Greenfield said Roche's statements published on CryptoLeaks website raised a serious concern that Kyle Roche may be abusing the discovery process and misusing information he learns through litigation. Yep, so we're going to be following this story uh, very closely. I'm sure there are going to be more, um, more plaintiffs. Is that what it is? The accused in these lawsuits, so accused tokens in these lawsuits that are be coming forward, asking for the same thing, for Roche to be gone and any evidence to be destroyed. Uh, I think that's probably going to continue to happen here. Got some El Salvador news today. Uh, the Bitcoin bond, this was really exciting. The news broke of it um, not quite a year ago. I think it was last fall at some point, uh, the volcano bonds. If you haven't heard of them, El Salvador's volcano bonds, they're delayed. They've been delayed once before and they're delayed again. Uh, the Bitcoin bond was, yeah, so it actually gets into it. The Bitcoin bond was announced in November last year and was initially expected to launch in the first quarter of 2022. Uh, so they were delayed once. I think it would, the demand for this bond was overwhelming and uh, I don't know if that had anything to do with the delay or not but uh, a lot of people wanted in. El Salvador, the Central American nation that adopted Bitcoin as legal tender in September last year has delayed the launch of its billion dollar Bitcoin bond again. The Bitcoin bond also known as a volcano bond or volcanic token was first announced in November 2021 as a way to issue tokenized bonds and raise one billion dollars in return for investments investors. The fundraiser will then be used to build a Bitcoin city and buy more Bitcoin, uh, which sounds pretty awesome here. The big, the bond was set to be issued the first quarter of 2022, but was postponed to September in the wake of unfavorable market conditions and geopolitical crises. However, earlier this week, Bitfinex and Tether Chief Techn Technical Officer Palo are I'm gonna. I'm just gonna go with this name as I pronounce it here. I apologize. Uh, Ardino. Uh, yeah, that's not even close. But anyways, here revealed that Bitcoin bond was delayed again to the end of the year. I think it's just the conditions of what's happening in all mar the market space in general, not just crypto. If you look at the entire market space, it's just gotten decimated. Uh, clearly into recession, moving into whatever you want to call it, depression or not. Uh, however, the markets have just been decimated by bad policy, uh, and they don't want to. They don't want this bond to suffer the consequences of that. Uh, so he noted in an exclusive conversation with Coin Telegraph and revealed that the current delay in the launch could be attributed to the internal security issues where the nation's security forces had have had to confront a scourge of gang violence in the country. I don't think this is true. I just think they don't want to say market conditions again because that's why they delayed it in the first place and they're delaying it again. However, I wouldn't buy that it's because the security forces are facing gang violence. Uh, when you consider the meme coin... Dogecoin was able to obtain a market capitalization of $48 billion US. There's clearly enough investor appetite in the digital token economy to support a $1 billion volcano bond. And uh, yeah, I don't disagree with them. So next story, Cardano. If you're a Cardano holder or ADA holder, 
Uh, it is being listed on Robinhood on the wake of the hard fork, uh, which is interesting news. Opens up Cardano, I think, to... Uh, are there still people that are exclusively using Robinhood to trade crypto? Because, uh, man, you're waiting on a lot of tokens if that's which the platform you're using to trade into crypto. It could be the case, though. Um, a lot of normies do like Robinhood. However, there's are a lot of better options at this point now. Uh, so ADA prints modest upside moves that may run out of steam due to weak technicals. Oh, bringing on the FUD right away here, right? Eh? Uh, so, yeah, Cardano's got listed on Robinhood. Uh, but ADA bulls are running out of steam, risking a 40% drop. So this is going by technical analysis, uh, which, uh, yeah, technical analysis, yep. It's reading psychology of what has happened in the markets to try and predict what's going to happen in the markets. However, the macro scale, uh, the scale of the macro environment right now and its impact cannot be forgotten uh, when looking at technical analysis at this point. Uh, so the Cardano market has witnessed back-to-back -back pieces of gold news since August 31st from its listing on Robinhood, a U.S.-based retail investment platform, to the release of its first lending and borrowing protocol, ADA Finance. Yeah, so they're releasing its first DeFi protocol. Um, Cardano is interesting because it hasn't had the network outages and the problems that something like your Solana has had. However... Uh, they also don't have the products that Solana has have. So as the release of these DeFi, this DeFi protocol, for example, this DeFi product is released, is that going to expose the Cardano to uh, more potential problems in the future? Maybe, maybe not. Time will tell on that one. Next story, crypto analyst Michael Van Day Pop outlines what needs to happen for Bitcoin and crypto markets to reverse course. What we all want here. So he did this in a video, but I'm going to read the quotes here. And uh, the DXY index is looking at a potential reversal soon as month as the monthly is getting into territories with the arise we've not seen since the peak in February 2015, which was ultimately the bottom of the bear market for Bitcoin. This, the weekly, is looking at a potential reversal, but it's all dependent on the coming weeks and whether or not the DXY drops beneath 108.6 points. In the end, the euro USD has to reverse to and reclaim the 101 as that could be a trigger for other currencies, including Bitcoin. So he's referring to the dollar and how strong it is, uh, and it's going to require a reversal in U.S. dollar strength. Can't be that strong if we want other investments to take off here. Next story, Mad Money, Jim Cramer says the Fed will take down speculative assets like Bitcoin. So the whole contingent of people now that reverse trade on what Jim Cramer says, so if he comes out and he hates something, people buy it. They've made a lot of money doing that. Uh, and this is probably going to be the same, same on this story as well. People, This is probably going to make people buy more Bitcoin. Uh, so Mad Money host Jim Cramer thinks that the Federal Reserve will bring down all speculative assets. Jim Cramer is back at it again with yet another U-turn in his terms of his cryptocurrency stance. He called Bitcoin and altcoin speculative assets. Uh, I would say altcoins are speculative. Bitcoin is of extremely hard uh, scarce asset at this point. Uh, maybe you could you could make a case for it being speculative. I guess I could I could listen to that. Uh, and he says, "Don't get cryptoed." In yet another change of heart, the host CNBC's Mad Money Jim Craner sounded a note of caution to investors to avoid diversifying their portfolios with crypto cryptocurrencies. Um, 
just a reminder, yeah, 10 years ago today, Bitcoin was worth 10 bucks. Just another reminder there, uh, just like the beginning of the show. In his view, the U.S. Federal Reserve is committed to bringing down speculative assets, claiming that digital currencies fit that bill. Yeah, so we're not going to give this any more attention because it's just the opinion of a guy. However, uh, he's a meme at this point. And uh, yeah, I like giving credit to memes every once in a while. So uh, there was a crypto dev. Staff, I'm just going to take it from the top here. Staff at the centralized finance platform OptiFi must have been having a really bad day. Why? The company says a coding error accidentally and permanently shut down the entire Solana blockchain-based platform and wiped out $661,000 worth of USDC. Uh, so that's a real bad day for the developer of OptiFi and uh, wiped out the DeFi platform entirely and wiped out almost a million bucks of uh, cash. So be careful out there on DeFi and uh, don't forget you're relying on the code and it's still written by people. So yeah, DeFi has worked real well over the last summer when CeFi has essentially, essentially failed. DeFi has continued working um, and continued to be trustworthy. However, if you had any money on this platform, you don't think so. And uh, just be aware that you are taking risk by using DeFi as well. And you're taking risk because there's still people that are behind that code and people can make errors. Bitcoin's hash rate is rapidly recovering. The most recent difficulty adjustment to the network raised the mathematical threshold for mining a block by about 9.26%, the highest since January. So it's looking good here again. This is the third adjustment in a row in which network difficulty has increased despite a bear market that has caused significant damage to the mining industry. As for, Bitcoin, uh, as for BTC.com, the difficulty of Bitcoin mining has returned to 30.98 trillion as of Wednesday, up from 28.35 trillion on August 18th. That's a significant gain. The site contains historical data on Bitcoin mining difficulties since the network's inception, as well as a forecast for the next difficulty change. The latest hike exceeds forecasts of 7%, a 7% increase. Yeah, 9.26% instead of 7%. That is significant. So Bitcoin mining difficulty is just steamrolling up. The last article of the day, Michael Saylor, you've probably heard about this. I'm going to cover it real brief because it's just all over. Everyone's talking about it. But Michael Saylor uh, and his company have are being sued for tax evasion by Washington, D.C. They're claiming he has lived there for the last decade, never paid taxes in D.C. He's got another house in Florida. I think it's Fort Lauderdale. Is that right? Anyways, uh, I don't think it matters that much. He's in the state of Florida uh, for his taxes, for his tax purposes. However, his permanent residence has been in Washington, and the number for his tax evasion has not been known up until now, and that is $25 million. So this is probably a drip in the bucket for Michael Saylor. And, uh, well, not a drip in the bucket. It's still a significant amount for even Michael Saylor. However, uh, not something he's not going to be able to take care of, I would guess anyways. Uh, yeah. So Michael Saylor, 25 million bucks being sued by DC. We'll see what happens. Uh, I hope he wins this. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to see the government get more money to waste on dumb crap. So, uh, yep. I hope he wins this one and uh, that's going to wrap up today's show. So 
Thank you for listening. It's Friday, so I will not do a podcast Saturday, Sunday, unless something crazy happens. Unless we get a, if we get a massive pump or a massive dump in Bitcoin, I'll get on and do a podcast, try and dig into uh, social media and the news and find out what exactly is happening. However, if uh, we're just ranging like we have been for the longest period of time that I can remember, um, for just ranging, then uh, yeah, I'll see you guys on Monday. If you want to support the show, you can subscribe. That's the best way is to subscribe and leave, leave us a review on your favorite podcast listening platform. Uh, we also have a Patreon, so you can support us financially for three bucks a month or 10 bucks a month. And you can buy a Ledger device through the link in the description and we'll get 10% of that sale uh, at no extra cost to you. If you want to reach out to me, you can find me on Twitter at The Way of Crypto. Uh, the O is a zero on crypto. So at Way of Crypto with a zero. And uh, also on www.thewayofcrypto.com. We also have a Web3 only website at thewayofcrypto.crypto. Uh, you can go to that website in a Web3 capable browser. I think I'm going to start including this at our pre-recorded intro so people understand uh, that it's only accessible right now with Brave and Opera. And if you don't have, if you don't use one of those two browsers, you need the Unstoppable Domains plugin to be able to access that Web3 website. However, it's just a splash page with a link to my Twitter and email, and you can do all that stuff on thewayofcrypto.com as well. Uh, yep, so have a great day and... Enjoy your weekend and I'll see you guys on Monday probably. Bye for now.